killing Luke Skywalker is cool, then consider me George Lucas. <laughs> Billy Madison reference. <laughs> yeah, Miles Davis. I yeah. guess. Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. Monday it's th- uh, means we're going to be talking about Star Wars news and uh, rumors, uh, everything going on uh, in a galaxy far, far away. You know the deal. Uh, but if you are new to TRB, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let us know how you found us. Because uh, we're always curious to see how new people came along. Some people said they had recommended videos to them uh, via other Star Wars people on YouTube, which is cool. Uh, some people just from word of mouth. So let us know because we're always uh, eager to find out. But make sure you do subscribe to our show. Uh, you can do that on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're there. <laughs> so uh, subscribe because we got some news for you, folks. You get the TRB episodes on Monday and you get the TRB episodes on Thursday, but you're also going to be getting the Mando fan show and guys, how many days? 11 days, <laughs> 11 days. The Mando fan show is back. James and Lacey with me as always. Um, 11 days. We're doing a lot behind the scenes prepping for this thing. Uh, we tossed the teaser out with the new logo uh, a few days ago. Uh, you guys getting fired up for the live now live Mando fan show every Friday. It just yeah, different me, world. Yeah, it <laughs> makes me nervous. Um, it doesn't make you nervous. I, I feel like we did the live streams without much problem. I get nervous about everything. You could say, "Hey, we're yeah, having but, pizza tomorrow," and I'm gonna be like, "Well, I'm nervous." Well, James, because he, he does the behind the scenes aspect of it. Is that what you're oh. nervous about? Yeah, I'm. I'm always nervous about failing. Like you're like, oh, it went off without a hitch, and I'm like, yeah, we were lucky enough that like things. So I know James. Is, I know James is either thinking hard or he's nervous when he does both eyes looking straight up at the sky. <laughs> what? <laughs> if people on YouTube know what I'm talking about, people audio people are like now I gotta watch him on YouTube. Uh, but you mm. do because Mando Fan Show is gonna be live on uh, YouTube.com/slash Star Wars Newsnet videos. That's our channel. Um, but that's the only way to get it then and there. Uh, it's going to be on the audio apps after because we, you know, we don't have to leave anybody out. We have to take care of you. Where we go, you go, right? Is that what Mandalorian mm-hmm. said? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Where he goes, I go. But yeah, so it'll be on the uh, podcast apps uh, thereafter, either that later that night or the next morning. We haven't really established that yet, but uh, it's going to be on the podcast feed like it was last year, except this time uh, we're doing it live. Um <laughs> What uh, could happen? Yeah, so it's going to be fun, though. We're going to have some uh, uh, new slate of guests. Nothing's going to happen. We're just going to do the show normally. I don't know why I said that. Um, Yeah, you're like causing all this alarm for like no reason whatsoever. You're like... I'm just feeling a little wacky today. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I mean, not our normal recording day, so I get that. But Mm. we're going to have... a slate of guests for the Mando Fan Show. We're going to be doing a brand new Mando Code, which we're going to be giving out a number or something every episode. And you got to figure out at the end what it is and and uh, try to win a pretty awesome prize. It's like National Treasure. Later. Yeah. Uh, the Pedro Pascal face scale is going to be back where we rate each episode <laughs> uh, on the scale of Pedro Pascal's faces, 0 to 10. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Easter egg stuff that we did last year, we're going to be doing again this year. Uh, we'll see if they uh, ramp that up or not. Dave Filoni is getting his episode. We know he's a big Easter egg guy, but I'm excited for the Mando fan show for, for that to come back. So it uh, should be a good time. But before we get into the resistance report, one thing I got to say is um, Caven Scott the author, one of the authors for the High Republic, commented on our episode from last Thursday with Amy Rakow and said, I love the tinfoil hat theory that these High Republic books were connected to the movies. 
uh, the Benioff and Wise movies, but they're not. They were never connected to them. And I, you know, I sent him a smiley face with like a tinfoil hat uh, gif, and he said, J- "Just to be clear, he wrote again." <laughs> he goes, "Seriously, just to be, just to be clear, yeah, there was no connection whatsoever." I'm like, "All right, guy, okay, all right, you know." But uh, it I, just reminds me of Step Brothers, where they're like, "Well, <laughs> so." I mean, when you have, when you like, Can we make it, bunk beds. So d- has he ever, has he ever written to anybody out of the blue and just been like, Hey, I just want to clarify stuff for you. Cause I don't know that I've seen that much from him. Um, but he seems really like, let me make sure I stump this one out. And yeah, I don't know. I've only had like really fun reactions with him where, yeah. or interactions. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. There was stuff. no animosity or anything, but no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I've never had him like fact check me. Mm-hmm. Yes, say say you're wrong on this one. Right. It's usually like even Lacey, if it's like a positive so fun. <laughs> And li- listen, I mean, and he's on record saying that, and that's fine with me. But what what do you expect him to say? Like, do you think he's going to be like you're absolutely you're right. correct? We, we were left out hanging like a worm on a hook. <laughs> I can't believe they did. You're absolutely right. So um, I don't know. I, I still I still think there's a little something going on there. But anyway, I'll, I won't talk about it as much as I used to. I'll leave it at that. But I do appreciate him listening and watching and, and chiming in. That's pretty cool. Uh, so thank you, Kevin Scott. If you want to come on the pod sometime, we could talk about it. I'm down with that, too. But yeah, anyway, come on the pod. Um, resistance report. Uh, James, what is the deal? It's the resistance. So I think we actually have a lot to talk about this week. Um, lots of really cool stuff happening, including my boy coming back finally. Uh, the Cassian Andor spinoff series uh, looks like it's going to be starting filming around November fourth, which lines up with a, a few different theories we've heard or rumors, uh, reports from the Bespin Bulletin and all that. Um, they were, you know, the the goal here I think is is a twenty twenty one release. And it looks like if, you know, if they start working on this around November 4th, it seems around the same time as like what we'll get to a little bit later, the Mandalorian season three stuff. Maybe some of the stuff is tied in. I don't know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about Rogue One, um, Star Wars and or potentially, uh, John, what do you think? Um, I hope, well, first off, I hope it's just a working title. Cause that's like to just. I was gonna say I really don't like that title. It's so lazy. Like Star, that's what Star I Wars thought. Andor. Oh my but gosh. I I think I do. You know, we were joking on. I think it was just one of the Patreon videos, spy like games. spy games, and <laughs> I do think it's gonna be a title that doesn't have a name in it. I don't think it's gonna say his name in it. I think it'll be something. Imagine if it is spy games, and that no, happens. No. I, but oh, imagine you, if it came yeah. out, and we were all like, "What was it?" <laughs> no, uh, something of the galaxy. You know, you know what I think it's going to be called? <laughs> what was that? I think it's going to be called like just something simple. Because I think Star Wars titles are usually more simple than not. Mm-hmm. Like the Phantom mm-hmm. Menace, people are like, whoa, George, getting getting really fancy with that. That doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. As opposed to The Empire Strikes Back, The Return of the Jedi. And then like The Phantom Menace, people are like, whoa, what is that? Attack of the Clones. Then they go back to, yeah, <laughs> Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I think it's just like my guess is it's going to be like Star Wars Rebellion or just something like that. Mm. Dash spy I like, games. I, Dash I was okay games. with the fulcrum thing. I heard, yeah, or, you I know. heard that too. That, I feel like that's a little people are going to be like, what is that? I don't know what that is. 
I no, I understand that, but I mean, people didn't know what the word Mandalorian was. That's true, and they That's they fair. went with it, and it's now yeah. cultural. So it really doesn't matter what name you choose if the show is big enough. People yeah. are like, oh, I know what that word is. Now. So the filming, if this is true, and you always fi- you find like these guys, like you know, scoopers, whatever they want to call themselves, like whatever. If they're like England England based or UK based, they usually tap into the things that are happening around those areas. Like mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. guy, like he was the one with the Black Rock photos. Is that what the, what the place was called for episode nine when they were filming the jungle? I think it was Black Rock. I think it was too because I grew up on that road and I was like, oh, that's where it probably came just a from. road called that. You weren't actually in England, right? No, I just said a road. That's probably where it came from. Oh, uh, they said I grew up on oh. that road. I was like, yes, you were there. Yes, there is a road yeah, in Connecticut called Black Rock. Thus, I, I was like, yeah, it's I, New England. The way you said it made it seem like that road where they were okay, filming. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, Lacey was hanging out. You were like, I, I was actually born in Pinewood <laughs> Studios. <laughs> that was a long um, time ago. Like Star Wars was a long time ceremony. ago. Just saying. Um, Basically no, but, the chosen one. Anyway, they, they seem to be dialed in with, the, with that type of stuff. So, you know, maybe he's right on this. And so, let's say, for argument's sake, it's true. And they're going to start filming mm-hmm. November 4th. First of all, good. Because this show, it's like, oh, everyone's a little worried about it. Is that election day? It was supposed to the day That's after. Um, they were supposed to start filming this last fall, I think, mm-hmm. was the original. Mm-hmm. And then the rewrites, Tony Gilroy comes in. So they push it out a year. I'm just glad it's happening, you know? So that's a good thing. But being that they're filming the first season of this series, let's say early November, I think this is this doesn't come out till first quarter 2022. You think um, so, really? Yeah, I do. I, because Mandalorian filmed starting September of 2018 and came out in November 2019. That's 14 months. If you 14 months of this, and you know, first seasons I think are harder to to do on a quick cycle than subsequent seasons because you already have the assets for season two, sure. all the digital effects, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the musical tracks that you can, or sound effects you can punch in, or whatever. I feel like with a season one, you need more time. So, if this thing is filming in November, I don't think they're going to get it around to get out next fall. Plus, I think it's really important that Star Wars learns their lesson about this is this is time. So the movies, December worked. Solo, they tanked it with the the May attempt. Uh, I think with Mandalorian, they're like, it's fall. That's Mando time. We're not going to screw well, with that. Well, fall is just TV time. New TV is always fall. I, I know, but I feel like with Mando, like people now feel like this is, you know, October, November. You feel the, 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 the weather change. It starts getting dark early. It's Mando time. Like the people are starting to get comfort with that. We're going to see our baby Yoda, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they're going to mess with that. And I don't think they would put both Star Wars shows out at the same exact time. Especially they don't have a lot of shows, so they want to probably spread them out a bit. So I think Mando's going to stay. Season three will come out next fall, maybe next Christmas. And then you wrap it around to January, February. I think casting will be early 2022 is my guess. But the more importantly, like I said, I'm just happy that it's a go and they're doing it. And uh, Toby Haynes, whatever his name is, is going to start directing that thing in England. And uh, Gilroy's at the helm, which is good because uh, the work he did with Rogue One. So uh, all signs point to good here. Uh, and that's the most important thing. Well, geez, I hope not. It seems like a long time to wait for the show. I was, uh, I politely what do, what do you think, Lacey? disagree. And the reasoning is because I think they're going to try to push this uh, movie, this show out before Kenobi, first of all. I think they've had a lot of time to get things in process to get it shooting this fall. 
Um, I think they would have shot it already, obviously, pending if they didn't have to deal with COVID. But wait, what do you mean? How, how are you disagreeing? I didn't say it would be Hold after on. Kenobi. Hold on. You said it wouldn't come out until first quarter 2022. Correct. I'm saying that is false. It will come out next year. Next I didn't fall. say anything about Kenobi, though. Okay, that's fine. I'm still only talking about yeah, <laughs> Rogue I, I, One series. She just mentioned Kenobi. Um, but I think that it's going to come out in 2021 because Disney has just reorganized their entire company and put streaming first. They have said that they're putting so much emphasis on streaming and that's their big moneymaker right now. So I guarantee they're fast tracking so many projects that probably were spaced out to get them on the streaming service, knowing that they're being impacted by things like the parks and travel and stuff like that and events and movies, especially movies are the big ones here. Um, You know, they've already pushed a lot of their movies back to 2021 and 2022 already and as we know, with Star Wars even further. But I think that this is an instance where they're not kind of held to a certain guideline with TV in the sense that they don't have to go into a movie theater. They don't have to do these big sets. They can keep them small with the same setup as The Mandalorian. So I think with the news that Disney has announced that they're doing more streaming or they're more focusing on streaming, that they're going to fast track this and get it done by next. So it comes out next fall. So there, do you, what do you think going of Mando, back, then? What do you mean? Do you think they'll put both shows out at the same time? Like have them overrun each other? I don't know if they'll have them overrun each other, but I don't think having them even back to back is going to be a big deal. I mean, Netflix puts out new content literally every single week that could conflict with each other. Yeah, but I think the difference... The, the reason here... Here's why I thought this... Because it's both two Star Wars shows. Now, if it was... And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm Star just saying Wars I disagree with you. And then Marvel, and they did like, whoa, WandaVision and then Mando season three at the same time. I get that. But two Star Wars shows at the same time where they're, they're the only Star Wars product you have. I don't know if that makes, makes sense. They need to make money. When do, they're losing a lot When does Obi-Wan start filming? He In said March. spring of 2021. March 2021, right? yeah. yep. So then you're thinking... They're already John getting, that that yeah, sorry go ahead no I mean I I'm the thing is is look there's there's three shows coming there's Mandalorian season three or four or whatever right and then there's the Obi-Wan and then there's this Cassian Andor show and at some point they're gonna have to be in different areas they can't be like they can't be like the end of summer then fall and then the uh, Jan- December, you know yeah, what I mean? Like I, into January. I be, like, I don't think they'll s- right. do them like that. They're going to have to drop them in springs and stuff. Yeah. I was, um, I think they might hold on Mando just because they know they have the audience. So they might push their new product first to get people hooked on that and then bring Mando back to keep them. <laughs> Unless Favreau's like, I'm not waiting around. He might well, have it all shot and just, they don't put it out. All right. Here's an, here's an option. Yeah. What about this? They're filming season three. Season three is definitely coming out in 2022, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, that opens the door for um, other series like Obi-Wan or Cassian, whatever, to be the fall spot because they only do three seasons of Mandalorian and it does get pushed to a movie. Could. I mean, I... I so that space isn't now taken by Mandalorian. It's now open to be the new Star Wars show and Mandalorian bumps up. I know we're going to get to that Mando stuff later, but th- yeah. and this is my guess. And maybe, Lacey, you're absolutely right, where they're just like, it doesn't matter 
because it's streaming and people could just watch that then watch the other one and i get that um i just think because they're they don't have anything else and we know what kathleen kennedy said about the movies it's like i feel like star wars needs to stretch out stuff like when like when you, i completely agree with you i don't think disney agrees with that I right. think Disney needs like, you to know, make their money and like, needs with, to push their content and keep people hooked on Disney Plus because right now that's basically the only thing that they're consistently getting people to pay for. I at this I point. agree. I'm just thinking of like when I would have to write like write a a five to ten page thesis paper on this and I just had I had nothing in like school so I'm like really <laughs> stretching my sentences out. I feel Double like that's what Star in, Wars needs to do with their content in, right now. Putting in uh, periods and making them like white or extra fill-in yeah. words, long long syllables. But my guess, and I could be wrong, is fall. They keep Mando where it's at and do fall 2021 there. Um, do Cassian for quarter one so that they have a good quarter one return. And then Obi-Wan, which is a one and done, will be like spring uh, 2022. And that'll be a year after filming that. Um, but I could be wrong. You know, they made the only thing I would flip in that is Cassian and Mando because Mando they know they have the audience. So if I was Disney, I'd put that in quarter one so people stick around for the following year. That could, yeah, that could be too. That could be too. Yeah. Do we know? Do we know that Cassian is an ongoing series? We don't. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that. That's the other thing too. But is they, like the only maybe thing is they've said they've been on record saying Kenobi is. Whereas Cassie yes, didn't. Yeah. They haven't, yeah. So maybe they want to leave the option yeah. open. I, I wouldn't see why they would limit uh, Cassie and Andor to the one. So I doubt they no, would. No, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't either. But if it does fall into that category of like limited series, maybe they have a different plan. Maybe they, maybe what Lacey was saying about the fall being television season. Maybe they're like one and done shows. Are oh, the other thing like is award other season. seasons. Oh, yeah. Like how stuff falls into the award seasons would also dictate when shows come out oh yeah because they want to make sure that they fall within that period to enter them into and awards. after Fa- after favreau them they won all those reward uh awards mm-hmm. i don't know if you'd want to like i didn't even think about that i don't know what the deadlines are though i'd have to look that up and i think there's gonna you know i think there's gonna be a fourth season of, at least a fourth season of Mandalorian. look disney plus needs it because i watched haunted mansion for the first time the other day with eddie murphy it is terrible <laughs> well it, you know what's really weird so lacy we watched it for the first time <laughs> At the exact same time. Did we really? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> I put it on the other day, and I mean, maybe it's new to Disney Plus. That's why it was getting like prominent. I think they put it in their like, it, like Halloween collection. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. But it was weird because I was like, I saw a tweet of yours, and it was like related to like that the song at the end of the, the credits. The Nelly or song that and he I was pulls like, up yeah, to the haunted was like, mansion in a Lambo. I was like, that's really weird that I just (laughs) was listening to that song and I looked up who it was and it was Nelly and that was interesting. It's unreal. And then uh and then I realized it was a thread of you like live tweeting. Because I was like, you know what, I have nothing to do right now. Let's let's try this out. And I was like the craziest thing about it is that movie came out, I believe, before Pirates. So like that was their first like live action ride movie, I'm pretty sure. And imagine Disney puts that out and they're like, eh. I can't remember I mean, twenty thousand leagues under the sea and a, they've, no. They've I'm saying ones. like current ones, like updated current versions. I think it was before Pirates, right? I'm pretty sure it was. Yes. So yeah. you you have Pirates, which is honestly, guys, a perfect movie. The first Pirates movie, and you have Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, who's doing like Donkey from Shrek, and it's like really messed it up. Came, and like came out really the same weird. year as Pirates. That was like oh, a big did? movie ride yeah. year, I guess. <laughs> 
It was so bad. I haven't seen it. I mean, uh, John, I love you Eddie have Murphy. to watch it. I love and I want Murphy, you to. But... I want you to live tweet what you're watching. I'm not live tweeting Haunted Mansion. Because I want to know what you think. Uh, I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched something recently on Disney Plus. I forget what it was, though. I watched Halloween Town, too. Everyone thought I looked like Marnie when I was little. The girl that's like, Halloween is cool. To to be fair too, like I don't know all nice. those types of Halloween movies that fall under like the classic ones that we watch, I didn't think it was any better or worse than all of those. I love like, Halloween. Hocus Town. Pocus, Casper, <laughs> yeah, what's with, stuff where, like where that. Where do people come like, from? None of these movies are great. Like, they just like kind of take it at in a the time. last five years became good or something. Like the movie that's because stinks. people our age are now older. And they liked it when they were little, so they're bringing it back as like a nostalgia. Yeah, but can thing. we all agree? And like, in, it bombed in, in the du- box office. In your heart of hearts, can we all agree that Hocus Pocus stinks? I love that movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love Halloween Town. I love. Uh, I liked the original Disney gotta, Channel movie Under Wraps, where he's like a mummy, and they like the, go and you hide. saw they're remaking that, right? Are they? Yeah, Disney Plus is remaking that movie. That Which makes movie me so that? angry because I what, like the, the original Under one, oh. Under Wraps, where yeah. they like... <laughs> that was the very first Disney Channel, Channel original, original movie. movie. I saw it at my grandma's And I, I tweeted when they said that, that I'm like, so they're, they've now started Over. the remake of every Disney Channel mm-hmm. movie until 2048 when they re-remake wanna, Under Wraps. All right, I want to get some spice, <laughs> a little spice going here because we're... I didn't mean to go off on this long tangent, but guys, I've yeah, been... My point is Disney Plus needs the Star Wars content. We're, we're 12 cause... days away from Halloween. Uh, if you if you agree with me, quote tweet our episode or write in the comments on YouTube, uh, Hocus Pocus stinks. And we'll, what? Uh, we'll call some spice. Oh, gosh. You and me. People are going to agree with you whether they know it or you they, and me. they feel that way or not. All right. Let's call right. some fires. Let's go. I really like that movie. Mm. Um, uh, Anything else we want to talk about specifically on Andor? Because we got a whole story over here before we come back to television. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited for it because of... Um, where it takes place and it's got to be better than haunted mansion what it's what its purpose should be i just hope it um isn't a uh, a spy show that they just slap the name star wars on i hope that they make sure no. to keep, keep feeling like star wars yeah so. i yeah I, I think it's gonna be really good but i'm kind of i did also real sense. quick so i saw a description for the show i i'm not sure if this was official or not but they referred to cassian as cocky i'm like i don't i wouldn't consider yeah cassian i read that cocky. too like, stop trying to label Make every... Han Solo a thing. No, stop, <laughs> I'm saying stop trying to label every male character that doesn't use the Force as, like, Han Solo. Han Solo. It's like, like Poe Dameron, stop making Cassian Han Andor. Solo. Like, just, just make Solo 2 happen if you really want Han back, okay? It's kind of crazy that they always say that, because, like, even when The Rise of Skywalker was coming out, they were describing Poe, like, in the books. Oh, they were trying things. to make Poe. I was like, like come Han on, yeah. like, stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't call Cassian cocky. No. In fact, I feel like he has he's like kind of the opposite of that. Like he doesn't want to have to do what he does. Right. Yeah. And he definitely uh, goes in with the mindset that he could die. Like imagine he moment, was cocky and, and he's like, I've been in this fight at all since I was six years old. Yeah. Honey. He gives Jenna honey. <laughs> Sweetheart, honey, I've been yeah. in this fight since I was six years we already old. Got, sweetheart, we yeah. already got the assassin. 
K2 just turns <laughs> yeah. and slaps him. <laughs> I'm a uh, great right, let- spy. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the show, Great Spy. Great Spy. Oh, no. <laughs> I got kicked out All of right. Academy for stealing plans. Imagine if it is Star Wars, colon, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they um, are going to show him as a Okay, let's do this. Though. You know that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's do this. Uh, George Lucas's Star Wars sequel trilogy treatments also had Luke Skywalker dying in episode eight. Now, John will be happy <laughs> that he said what he said the other day on, what was it, Will of the Force or something? Um, I think Lacey said it too, but... I oh, did. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think this necessarily counts because uh, the treatments aren't leaked. We said is, anything is, from the yeah. treatments, I thought. No, we oh, didn't. We kind of said that they would all leak. Yeah. So this yeah, is like yeah, a yeah. weird half in, half out. Yes, no. It's a confirmation no, this of is elements. One, of it. Yeah. one more thing. Yeah, one element of all it. Right. But anyway, anyway, the point is, is that um, Pablo Hidalgo was doing his uh, book, and he put in the book that Luke's death was always supposed to happen, or at least it was in George Lucas's treatment of episode eight. So it kind of starts, it raises the question of like, what elements of these did we get in this, uh, of the original treatments that George Lucas provided actually made it into the movies? Um, even though we know that they generally didn't go with it, because that's on record. Even George Lucas said that, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the Bob said that, <laughs> everybody. But... Um, we definitely are, are seeing that maybe some of those elements were carried over. Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. So then what, what did you think was, what, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to let you go. Um, well, my first thought was, hey, I was kind of right, which is nice once in a while because I'm wrong a lot. Um, second of all, I, the way I feel about this is, first of all, it means Pablo's read these treatments, which makes me wonder what is the list of individuals that have read these treatments? If Pablo's read them, then sure. that means a good chunk of people have read them outside of, like, Rinsler and, and other people that we know already. Um, but... I would think everybody in story group. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but, yeah, I... Mm, I the, the way I see it is, I don't know if this necessarily... I'm concerned this is going to be used as a fighting point online of C... This is why you feel you should feel dumb for not liking that Luke dies because George also wanted him to die. And Mm -hmm. as someone that was not really happy with that point in the story, I have to say it's not necessarily that he dies, more how he dies and the person that he is when he dies, which is kind of an issue. Um, But... I don't know. I guess my concern is always is like, how is this just going to people going to use this to argue with me online? Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't want to argue about this. It's like, OK, what could have been? That's great. Um, but I, it's very interesting that he threw this in here. And I feel like it's one of those things that he's like, I'm going to see what happens. Like, let's let's see. I'm going back to Mean Girls again tonight. I guess I'm in a Mean Girls mood. It's like when Regina George is standing (laughs) on the stairs and everyone is fighting around her and she knows that she's caused all this damage. Yeah. Like, I feel like Pablo's kind of like in that mood of like, hey, guess what? This also uh, this is true. 
Pablo's and eating I, high calorie protein bars. <laughs> Calteen bars, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. It's just like one of those things that I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm actually, it made me want to get this book in addition to already wanting it because it's like always interesting for me to see how the process came about and and the production of the movies and the creative process of where the story has gone. So that's exciting. But other than that, it's like, okay, it's just kind of like a, a data point in the story of Star Wars and the production. Yeah. So to me... I feel like I it's kind of weird because like consider that Pablo has read these scripts like also how much other stuff you know that is involved with like oh we were going to do this and then we didn't do this and then we didn't do this and then we didn't do this right. so it's funny because we used to always like get so weirded out by his presence on Twitter and stuff and I, it's just you have to consider what people know and what you don't know you know and it's like I see this as, as him writing this in the book, not as like a middle finger to everybody who, you know, sure said this or what. I, I just see this as like, he's not, he's not even on that page of like, what are people going to think of this? You know what I mean? He just knows so much about this stuff. And this was part of the process. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's writing this book. He's telling the story and he says, um, Actually, this was kind of one of the elements we we pulled from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I or or maybe coincidence. I haven't read the book. Maybe I would he love just to think put that, that in there. But based on his tweets, I know that he likes drama a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I but I but I think he knows so much about the history sure. that like I I don't know. I mean, sure. you can be aware of drama. Mm-hmm. Like you can be like, oh, well, this is what we're gonna do because it's the best decision. People aren't gonna I, like. I feel that. like it was like the uh, tagline from uh, the real world, where he's like, <laughs> "You think you know, but you have no idea." Is that like the real world or the <laughs> diary, like MTV's diary? <laughs> like he—that's his. I think this was Pablo's way of saying, like, um, "You think you know, we just screwed this up or whatever." But look, or just like, assumptions that fans make. That yeah, look, look yeah. what George's thoughts were on this. Sure, yeah, sure. Um, and I know we're gonna talk about this more in depth. Uh, overall like the whole George Lucas thing on Thursday so I don't want to get too much more into it but mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I I find it interesting and you know I had my fun with it online but I think um, George uh, Lucas also is very well known for changing a lot of things uh, <laughs> through which his we've drafts learned, yeah um, when the movie's out <laughs> Luke and Leia were uh supposed to be a part of a love triangle with Han Solo when they made Empire Strikes Back and he didn't make the decision to make Leia his sister until the first draft of Jedi so it's very po- and you know there's a lot of things about him talking about his sequel trilogy plans that he even said different things about so um and maybe you know we can bring Rinsler back in and talk to him about stuff that's now public one day but um I, I just find this you know I like this stuff uh it's interesting to hear and it makes you wonder. Um, maybe they borrowed a little bit more from George than uh, than people think. So, um, well, because JJ met with George, right? Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, there was a. I think there was a meeting. Uh, I think it's documented um, in, in the photos, book. at least between yeah. George, Kathleen Kennedy, and JJ. Um, and you know, you have Michael Arndt, who was involved with George, who wrote the early drafts of Force Awakens. So. Mm-hmm. There, there's connectivity. There wasn't complete separation. Let's leave it there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely going back to what Lacey was saying about who's who's read these scripts. I, I, you gotta, you know, that Kathleen's read them. You gotta know that 
um, JJ's read them, right? So when, in the process of Force Awakens, they were, they were making the decisions then of whether they were going to go forward with what was written there. And JJ had to have seen there, that. There's, I mean, we know there, he's seen that. There's a funny moment um, in one of those like promo video things that they did for the Force Awakens because Force Awakens was marketed oh, chef's kiss, unbelievably. Force Awakens uh, is... They marketed it very, very well. <laughs> yes. um, and there was one of those like funny little snippet videos with JJ and stuff that sheds, in retrospect, sheds a little more light uh, from my perspective on um, what may have been going on uh, in regards to George Lucas. But I don't want to say this now because we're discussing it in full on Thursday. I love <laughs> his commentary on The Force Awakens, JJ Abrams. I think you're going to say George so- Lucas did one. You just sitting no, there like, no, JJ. I did that. <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> the, the, this, I wanted to do this for uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Sand <laughs> Planet with a speeder. Well, the, uh, cool. the technology was not around at the time. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. We're gonna go back I to loved, TV, I guys. George, uh, James's George impression because it's always a different voice every time you do it. It just sounded like a toned down whatever. Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, sure. Like you dialed it back like fifty percent. <laughs> they're the same they're the same person um yeah um <laughs> let's go back to tv because we're going to be talking about that a lot more yeah. on thursday um the mandalorian season three should be filming should start filming before the end of the year uh so says john favreau he thinks everything is on board with uh with covid and how they've planned everything out he kind of sees the show as the perfect uh show to handle the situation and uh, he was asked about uh, the potential of Mandalorian making it to the big screen one day, uh, made some comments about that. And uh, he says he's not ruling it out. This is a possibility. So um, this may mean that Lacey is, in fact, correct that this, I know she's, she's big this day. Um, <laughs> it's my day. This, it's this, come. Yeah, th- this could be uh, a sign that maybe the Mandalorian show you know, does its third season, does its fourth season, then makes a movie, and that still is out before, you know, say the Taika Waititi movie or something. So who, who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, John, we're going back to you first on this one. What do you think? Um, imagine the Taika movie is the Mando movie. They've been setting it up this whole time. Well, before they it's chose possible. Taika, uh, that's the one that I said it was going to be. Yeah. I don't think they're yeah. making a Mando movie. But... Um, I will let Lacey shine in her moment on that. But uh, for, as far as um, season three starting, again, it's just one of those things where it's like um, we expected this, but hearing Favreau say it, it is that security blanket that we all desperately need in these times. And it's the same exact feeling I felt when they said that Mando was going to be out on schedule, even though we all knew that too. When you hear the person, like the telephone, there's no game in telephone here. When you hear it from the root, from the first person making the show saying, yeah, this is happening. It just, it washes all doubts away, all the videos, all the articles, all the stuff. Is this in trouble? Is this being delayed? Like the, what's going on with the Kenobi thing right now? Cause it's like all you hear, they're throwing you and McGregor out there for all these other shows he's doing. And he's going to get hammered with questions about Kenobi. And lately he's like, yeah, we're starting filming in March, but people um, show running the thing. You, you, we haven't heard from Deborah Chow. We haven't heard from the writers. We haven't heard Kathleen Kennedy talk about Kenobi. We don't know where Kathleen Kennedy is right now. We hope you're okay. Kathleen Kennedy. Um, but Connie it's good finally to, it's, got her revenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Connie revenge of the Connie episode 10. <laughs> 
Uh, but I think this is just one of those things just feels good knowing that Mando is going to be filming and that we're going to get that season three. And it appears that they figured out a way to COVID proof the show, um, especially because of that technology. They can stay in that Manhattan studios with the, the volume, probably do a lot of testing of the crew, maybe some skeleton crews where needed. And we've seen them do post-production during COVID. So it seems like rest assured that no matter what happens with this virus and this pandemic, as we're seeing more and more movies getting pushed to 2023, 20, you know, just down the road, um, we're probably going to get the Mando uh, season three as if there was no issue. So there's just something, there's just something feel good about that. Um, even though it's not the biggest mm-hmm. news. Um, and that's the type of news I feel like we need as Star Wars fans. Yeah, and don't forget we didn't we didn't mention earlier. I mean, I, I lightly touched on it as I was describing the story, but uh, the Star Wars Andor Andor project is also set to film in L.A., which makes sense because of the um, the volume. Well, they're doing some filming in L.A. Too. They're starting filming in the U.K. at Pinewood Studios. No, no, no. I know, yeah. but they are doing some filming yeah, in yeah. L.A., which yeah. has p- potential to be involved with the with the volume and yeah. all the other stuff like yeah. that. So, um, Lacey, yes. Uh, what what where are you at? What do you think? How does it feel to be right all the time, James? <laughs> I don't really know. I just I just always am. So I don't really like <laughs> taking this feeling and anyway, um how do I feel? I feel great that uh like John said, we're hearing from John Favreau himself that this show is still happening, everything's great, it's still on schedule. I mean, we had a long in-depth conversation months ago in the middle of the summer about Kathleen Kennedy's like, we're taking a breath from Star Wars comments that had us all being like, wait, what? Um, So for the first time, well, not for the first time, but continually to have Jon Favreau be like, everything's good, guys. We're we're moving. We're grooving. We've got it in production. It's going to be done. It's coming out on time. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. And we're already moving on the next stuff. We've we've already taken steps into the future of what's next. It's really bizarre to not be hearing that from the head of the organization and yet hear it from John Favreau himself, um, which makes me just want to put John Favreau in charge of everything like in our country, because apparently he can just get stuff done. Um, so he'd probably be super helpful in all aspects of life, government, what have you. So write um, in John Favreau on. Yeah, just 3rd. no, don't do that. What is very important. What is take uh, it seriously? Um, what if Disney, uh, Disney, and uh, all those like executive people and stuff were could be voted on by people like Survivor? If if you I don't want to interrupt off Lacey, the island, uh, but this is this I mean is just stupid, like an election, so yeah. I'm just gonna throw this in there. If tomorrow. Like Bob Iger and John Favreau were like, we're entering the race third party. What percent of the vote do you think they'd get? They'd get my vote. <laughs> For president. I'm Who did saying. you say? Yeah. If, you said Bob Iger. Bob and... Iger and John Favreau entered the race oh, John as a third party ticket. They can't, but yes. I, they'd get my I vote. think they would get. No, I'm saying in a fantasy land here. Sure. I think they would get at least. It takes place in fantasy land? I think they would get 7% of the vote. <laughs> Seven? At least. Bob Iger is a serious yeah. businessman that like reinvigorated Disney and like I know I know around. but it's 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 only two weeks away like you know what I mean it's wait are, are you are you saying oh because people have already voted and stuff yeah I'm saying like if they were on the ticket from a long time ago they'd probably win no I'm saying I said tomorrow if they were like we're entering two weeks to go mm. let's go that's 
Yeah. They'd snipe like 7% of the vote. 7%? Uh, yeah. I don't know. That 7% is really important I like, right now. I don't know. A lot of people have issues with Bob Iger. I love the guy. I'm just going to leave it there. Lacey, go ahead. You <laughs> love him so much you get nervous when you're around him. I know. He's it's like, super cute. He, he has that effect on me. <laughs> Deer in headlights. It's yeah. adorable. Um, but yeah, going back to what John was saying about uh, kind of like how this production is moving forward and kind of COVID proof what we've learned so far from major outlets, I believe, including the New York Times, is things about, like, movies, events, big things aren't looking to be back to normal until 2022 and t- between 2022 and 2025. So we kind of said this early on with our podcast is, like, we've been in this position of always shooting our episodes virtually and we never have been in the right you know, in the same area, so it hasn't really affected us that way. I think this is a production that it's, they already planned ahead of what was to come, that they were able to pivot so quickly that other people are now trying to catch up to them. So they're just going to keep succeeding at what they're doing because John Favreau is just so future-proof in everything that he does and, like, what's next? Um, so John yeah. Favreau is the new Steve Jobs. Where they, <laughs> we are at least three years ahead of the competition. <laughs> yeah. The new iPhone uh, 14. Apple's like, how'd you get that? He's like, I made it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're here today to talk about Mandalorian 3. <laughs> it's in my pocket. <laughs> he holds it up. <laughs> <All right. laughs> the Mandalorian 3. Uh, okay. Uh, or 3G. Mandalorian 3G. Did you 3G see that, what, that thing about... Um, I don't know where... If it was on Twitter or somewhere with that, uh, Phil Shostak, the the guy who does the art and stuff and the art books, mm-hmm. he said they started doing art design for season three of The Mandalorian before or when season before season one aired. That makes sense. Yeah. they said that they work on stuff like years in but, advance. But but and that's the like that wipes away the whole like well we got to see how this works out before we're doing a season two and three. I'm like, sure they were Favreau doing showed well, Favreau showed up yeah. with his little spiral notebooks and was like I've got seven seasons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, don't forget people. People write out stuff. They you know they make all this production. They even do pilots of episodes and they they go into yeah they, they, they could shoot do it, the art and it cast everybody. Nowhere, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. And it never gets greenlit. Yeah. So I think I think when they talk about stuff like that is like they're it's like they're getting the green light to get paid to do some of this stuff uh, so much as it goes forward because, you know, that's just there's one of those a lot things. of Boba like, Fett movie concept art out there. I probably, mean, probably, man, probably where you working it. Um, Lacey, you never mentioned the the Mandalorian movie thing. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, oh, I didn't want to rub it in that I'm right. So you better hope you're right because we're going <laughs> to isolate these clips big time. What do I think about it? I think it would be great. Uh, you know, I said it, I believe a year ago, I said we were talking about this and I was like, oh, it could be this. Um, I think it would be an easy jump to make, especially because they have that big audience. The The baby Yoda audience alone would show up at the movie theater just to see what happens. Um, Star Wars fan or not. So I think if they're looking to make money and and take it to the next step, then yeah, they would go to the movie theater. But right now it doesn't make sense because of how the industry is working right now. Like it wouldn't make sense to make a movie. But yeah, maybe a couple of years from now, sure. But Um, can't wait if it does happen. (laughs) Sorry. Um, It's possible. Yeah, sorry. I just got some really weird notifications. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Mandalorian okay? season four. 
Yes, Mandalorian season four. Okay, so where are we at on the show? Um, we I, are yeah, I'm, I'm ex- obviously quickest. excited. Every I agree with yeah everything everything you guys say about that. I I I don't know about a Mandalorian movie. I think that feels weird. I I, I don't. I think it's strange when movies go get made. Like it almost feels like the cop out on when a television show gets made into a movie. Like, oh, season one, season two, season three. Oh, they're not going to do season four, but they're going to do a movie. Or like they brought it back eight years later, but they're not going to do another season. They're just going to do me, a, mo- a two hour thing. It feels they, weird if they made a Mandalorian movie in the theaters and brought back uh, like cardboard standees and had the Mandalorian guiding you to uh, the bathroom the popcorn line and your seats with him just being like this is the way like, oh you know it would be baby yoda and everything oh baby yoda way. would be everywhere baby yoda popcorn tubs Where, baby where's yoda. the bathroom this is the way <laughs> yeah i i feel where's like we theater? look at that this is the way where's the popcorn i feel like we look at that a l- okay <laughs> one more okay i'm done go ahead <laughs> he's waiting for you to do it go do one more no 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 i'm done i'm done oh my god <sighs> what a waste um, I think ahead, Star Dan. Wars fans look at it the differently because <laughs> this is the way. Knew it was coming. Yeah, I had. I was already prepped for it. <laughs> You're such an idiot. Go ahead, James. I'm so sorry. The I don't. I don't know where we're at anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian season three going to a movie. You said it doesn't really make sense. It feels like yeah. cop out. Then I feel like fans are going to look at that and be like, "No, everybody understands that this is not like a cop out thing or whatever. Sure. It's getting elevated or whatever." But I, I think I, I, I don't know. I can't think of any very many television shows that were highly successful that they they their finale or whatever got promoted to a movie. I feel like that feels weird, Entourage. especially as did it though, because that was like a we brought it back. Yeah, that's what right? I mean. It wasn't a good idea. Yeah. People hated. No, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like after the show was over, instead of bringing the show back, they're like, oh well, we're we're just gonna do a movie or maybe Sex, Sex in the City. City. Not a, Sex, it's not yeah. a full season. Sex in the Although, City. Although, yeah, that yeah, that's true. They made two That'd of be those. A good example. I think. Seinfeld the movie, and the second one made like so much money. Yeah. But anyway, I'm okay, Miranda. so maybe that's one example. <laughs> but um, Samantha was nice. But I don't know. I I I don't feel like they they do that for for this show. I feel like they're gonna keep it on Disney Plus, which is what Disney has said that there's going to be. That's their that's their push. That's their goal. That's what they want. They don't. And and John Favreau even in this interview is saying like. I don't know. It's all blurred now. It doesn't really matter. Stuff from movies can be TV, TV can be movies, whatever, which a lot of people are saying points to the sign. I'm saying it doesn't. I'm saying mm. why why is why is making the last bit of the story a movie elevating it? James, then? how does it point it's to not. the sign? So just stay. Oh my gosh. It says this is the this way, is the John. Way. I get it. Yeah. You've been all voted right. off John's the island. Back. <laughs> yeah. John's back a year ago when everybody's making those jokes all right <laughs> got him all right let's got him. all right let, let's do let's do these other God. stories we'll just kind of blow through them yeah. here uh lego star wars holiday special is going to be streaming november 17th on disney plus 
Um, we've talked about the holiday special before. They're putting out more uh, clips and uh, pic- pictures and screenshots and things like that. So the poster um, was good. Looks interesting. With the hand. Legos. Legos the best way to do this, right? Yeah. We've we've said that yes. before. I think it's um, fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I I definitely like the idea of Poe Dameron wearing the the Christmas sweater. Yeah. Very cool. And as long as you know people um, just have fun with it and. Trying not it's to canon, John. canonize it. It's and... canon, John. Because people are already mad seeing like Ray and Vader facing off. It, it, nothing is going to make sense in this. So people just need to yeah. just shut up and have fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Marvel number six released and it has Palpatine punishing Vader uh, for, you know, the way he's been acting recently, I guess, is without spoiling anything. Um, but yeah, Vader shows up and, uh, he, you know, Palpatine says, Hey, you've kind of lost your way a little bit. So we got to start from scratch. And then he just like, um, he doesn't beat the crap out of him, but he hurts the crap out of him. <laughs> it's, um, it's not good. I don't, I'm not a fan I, of torture I thought, stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm then, not a fan yeah, of, that's the Sith though. I'm not a fan of devaluing Vader and that's all these comics ever do. And I, I say that all the time, but every time they put out a new issue, it happens. It's either emotionally, physically, they weaken the character of Darth Vader because they want to bring more Anakin into Vader. And I think that's a mistake. You have the greatest cinematic villain of all time. Let Vader have his time. He's Vader. Let that happen. You don't have to try to Shakespeare the hell out of him. Like, I'm sorry. I get it. It's tortured. Used to be a Jedi. Killed his wife. Get it. I got it. But this whole like, thing, like, we got to do the metaphor. We got to put him back where he was. But this time he's in his suit now. And he's going to see me as he saw Obi-Wan. And I get all that. But it's... And it's too much with Vader, right? Isn't it? <laughs> I'm just letting you go. I, I, I don't have any problems with it, man. Mm. I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what the deal is. Like, we, we all know that Vader was this other person. And then he became this other person and does a really good job at squashing all those emotions. But you still have to think when you visit a planet, you are going to have a memory of being there. I know. You are going to be aware of the times that, and the audience and the What's writers it? are definitely painting to that so that they can be, they can put, put it on screen because you, the reader well, are, are able to kind of so see into his Am thoughts. I supposed to believe that after he has that encounter with Luke Skywalker, that this all happens between him and Palpatine where Palpatine rips his arms off and dumps them in the coals of Mustafar. And he's like, see, you remember how this feels? And, and then we Is just that what see happens? them. And then we see them yeah. pick up in return of the Jedi where he's like, rise, my friend. <laughs> like there's just such a disconnect to me. And that's uh, I'm just, I'm not, I don't want to get negative about it. I I I think yeah. it makes Palpatine look even even crazier. You know what I mean? He's like I think it serves it, Palpatine. It's, it's I, like I, it's like in a weird way. It's like getting out the belt or something like that and teaching him a lesson. It's like it's clearly like the wrong way to do it. You know? Oh yeah, I think it and, helps Palpatine. And, I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. He, he yeah he says like you you know. Lacey, if if you haven't read it or whatever, or I anybody haven't. who hasn't read it, I can I can kind of spo- spoil it here a little bit. But basically, yeah, he he goes on that mission and stuff with Sabe, and they were mm-hmm. in Padme and mm-hmm. all that. And Palpatine senses that you know he's kind of losing his way, and he's not really being like totally Sith about everything. And so then he, yeah, he like sh- electrocutes him, and then he rips off all of his appendages, leaves him with his lightsaber, his but then says you can't use the Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then says, um, you can't use the force. You're going to have to get yourself. We're putting you back in square one. So he throws him back on Mustafar right where Obi-Wan left him and said, figure, figure your way Find out. Your way out. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's, he's basically saying like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to do what I say, we're going to start, we're going back to the basics. I'm, I'm putting you back where you started. I really don't like that. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. These stories are for kids. Like what kind of story is that? It's cause it's for us. It's both. No me gusta. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anybody's reading their kid that story. I do like I'm okay with it. I do like where it caps off with like Vader like leaning more towards um hating Palpatine though. I think it's good. And uh Give me more forces yeah, of I mean, destiny. We, that was the other thing too, is we, we know where this character ends up and like as I, I understand there's a certain element of like, no, he flipped the switch, he chose in that moment or whatever, but I think I mean, even watching Return of the Jedi, you can kind of tell that he was like kind of toying around with it. Even Empire Strikes Back, he's like kind of toying around with like overthrowing the Emperor, you know, and other stuff like that. He kind of had other plans because he was sure. somewhat connected sure. to his son and all this. So yeah, yeah I, I think it's there. I don't have any problems. With I, this stuff. I think it's one of they're those just things. telling you the in between stories, and in the yeah. in between stories, you're going to encounter some of this. Sometimes just um, leave it to the imagination. Yeah. Um, okay, new Mando character posters are out. A couple TV spots have come out as well. Anything anything to say about these? Did you guys like the uh, graffiti? Lacey, what did you think of the posters? They're cool. Um, I feel like John got more out of it than I did. I was like, oh, look, it's Baby Yoda. How cute. And John was like, look at these symbols in the background. Enhance. Well, I, I'm usually not... Usually James is the one observant with stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I noticed that all of them had the Grimorian Guard graffiti work, which made me think that wherever that planet is with the graffiti is where that wrestling is going to be going on. So it's going to be a very sure. central yeah. thing. Now, does it that mean like all Angry the... Birds? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. But does that mean all those characters are actually going to be on that planet? That makes it even more interesting. Or is it just uh, for the sake of the posters, we're going to put them in the forefront of this or not? Um, but they all look great. I think uh, all the characters look cool. Um, the graffiti is interesting. I, 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 everyone's immediately going to, oh, that means Sabine's going to be here. Um, I think that's a miss. I, I think that's going to be one of those things like, yeah, we did that to kind of screw with you guys. And I, I have a feeling that that graffiti is not, I, I don't see why Sabine Wren would be painting Gamorrean guards outside of a wrestling ring. Um, I also so, think no. that a lot of the times, like stuff like that is just a graphic designer, creative concept artist, someone who's creating the poster, just like, what would look cool here? Like, I don't think they're necessarily thinking like, oh, this means this and this means that. They're like, here, what are some symbols I can use? And then they give them symbols and they throw them on there. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm just saying, be cautious with yeah. trying to break it down as, oh, this means this and this means that. They might just be doing Always, it because it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, people have pointed to some of that graffiti looks very familiar to other graffiti that we've seen in Rebels, mm-hmm. which sure. means that Dave Filoni's episode, you know, oh, or okay. there's just like his overlook of this might be a little bit more tied in. Sure. Then that goes back to what John was saying too. If like may- maybe all that stuff is Dave Filoni esque, then maybe that's where Sabine comes in. But maybe it's where Soka comes did, in. Who knows? You know, I, I think it's all. Biggest, I think it's all fleshed out. You know, right, wouldn't it be right. the biggest troll job ever if Ahsoka's episode, if she so let's say she only has one episode, is not Dave Filoni's episode, and everyone's like, never that's the that. one. That's got to be it, and it's just not. <laughs> If he's doing one I mean, episode, I don't know. I you know be... it has something to do with like something he knows. 
I know, but I just <sighs> think that'd be funny if Favreau's like, let's do this and then flip the, the script on everybody and really catch them up. <laughs> I mean, what was massively Dave Filoni-esque in the first episode? In the first, I would say probably just him having the gift where he could reveal baby Yoda, like, George probably like gave the blessing. Yeah, but that wasn't like a rebels. Or I feel Clone like the, his other, his second episode. I guess maybe the battle droids. Kind I, of I think maybe. his second episode was more Filoni just because it was so full of old Star Wars references, yeah, which is right up his yeah. alley. He loves doing that. Hmm. All right. So then, don't expect Ahsoka in his episode. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. doesn't really matter. That's it for the news. I think uh, again, we're going to be talking more about the. Uh, George Lucas thing on Thursday, but as of now, I want to send it over to Lacey so we can do the Patreon pod race. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there's lots of ways you guys can support us. You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. You can also like, comment, subscribe to this video on YouTube. We are so close, if not have already passed 5,000 subscribers. Thank you guys so much. It means so much that you support our content. We put a lot of different things up there, including book discussions, rumor and theory reviews, I do toy stuff. Get ready. There's lots of stuff coming for that page, so make sure that you're following there. Um, if you want more than that, even more content from us, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, going up in the tiers, you get more access from uh, being a part of the show, voting in polls, extra content, mailings, Discord servers, which we recently had our patrons, resistance officers, vote on what they like most. They love the Discord server. That is their favorite thing about Patreon, um, which makes us feel really good because we've created this kind of community that everybody feels like they can have fun and talk about Star Wars. And it's just a positive, like John's doing in the video right now, one big group hug, basically. All right. So this segment, after that little plug, is for our generals, our top tier to be a part of the show. So we ask them a question and then they answer and we discuss. So the question this week went to General Jeremy. And Jeremy was asked, you know, collectibles are a big part of Star Wars. As you guys know, I know that. Uh, what is your most cherished Star Wars po- possession slash collectible and where slash when did you get it? So Jeremy, take it away. Hey everyone. So I'm fairly new to the whole collectible thing. I guess you could say I was kind of like the casual Star Wars fan. Um, never really had any collectibles growing up. Uh, didn't really get into the, you know, kind of all this stuff until the sequel trilogy came out and my cousin helped me kind of get immersed in the whole movie book comic book world and really finding out what collectibles were out there so i didn't really have anything as a as a fan Uh oh what happened oh until now my ahsoka tano lightsabers they're my uh, pride and joy, besides a uh, little tiny there. But these are uh, from Galaxy's Edge and probably the, the best part of my collection that I got. And uh, other than that, I just got like Legos and and odds and ends type of things. So, but Sokotano it is. So, hope you're all doing good. General Jeremy, out. Nicely done, Jeremy. Great shirt. John, what did you think of his answer? Hmm. 
Uh, yes, I agree. Great shirt. Red makes a little too happen, um, without a doubt. Um, I, I didn't know. I, I'm surprised at the answer that you were late to the game in collecting. Um, but I think it's cool that this this era of Star Wars uh, invigorated that in you. I think that's interesting. Um, that's uh, surprising, but interesting. Um, but I have to say, you know, I'm jealous because you had the lightsabers, you got two of them, and you got them at Galaxy's Edge, which I still haven't been to. So, uh, but I do think that's really cool. And uh, well done on the theatrics, because usually you're stuck at work and you're out in the fields. There's a lot of tractors and a lot of noise and trucks and stuff. This time you really brought the Darth Vader Rogue One theatrics. And I think this is one of your best pod races yet. So I can't wait for the next one. And uh, back at you. I hope you're well, Jeremy, you and the family, kids and everything. Uh, and thanks for all your support, bud. Appreciate it. James? Um. No, I, I, everything that John was saying too about the the shirt, love that, love the support there. Um, when I saw this though, I don't know why it never occurred to me before, but do you can you can you buy the Ahsoka Tana lightsabers? Is it like one and you get two, or do you have to buy both? I think they're a little more expensive, but you get both. Like instead I, of it oh, being okay. one fifty, it's two hundred or something. You like may that. have the option to buy one though. I think. Mm. Okay. So yeah, so it's like two hundred for one, and then because they're all two hundred, I think mm-hmm. they're the same price as the ones you, you make. Build, so yeah. two hundred, and then maybe like the double is like three hundred. Yeah, because it's like a deal on getting two of them, right. but the other one's kind of short. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean that that's cool, man. Definitely a cool <laughs> thing to have. Like I, I've got mine that I made, but like it was really tempting to look at like some of the cooler ones, and they just announced. The uh, Calcestis one too, oh, and it's like yeah. it won it won the award, and it's all split up and stuff. Yeah, so um, yep, good good pod race. Thanks for being general. Real man. quick, I thought I really thought his video screwed up, so he he got me. He's he, <laughs> he got <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. Great answer. Uh, as a collector myself, I have to agree. Those lightsabers are so so cool. Um, similar to John, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge yet. Uh, this year really has thrown a wrench in that plan. Um, but hopefully I'll get to go soon. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do if I go lightsaber wise, if I want to build my own or get one that already exists. I know they have the Ben Solo one, which is kind of cool. Um, maybe they'll eventually have the Ray one when I go, whenever that is. Um, but before I head out, I do want to thank our other generals, which are just as important to the resistance uh, as Jeremy. So thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Galnar. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the resistance. Again, if you want to be a part of our community, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Now we're going to hear from the other part of the community with John. Go ahead, John. It is time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? Okay, uh, we usually ask you guys for questions. You send them in on Twitter, uh, or sometimes you just tweet using hashtag Ask the Resistance so we can find them, or you can email them uh, to us if they're a little shy, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. Uh, but this week we have uh, some cool ones, so we're going to get into them right now. The first one from Samuel Allen and Mr. Samuel Allen, who is on record saying he's been listening to this podcast since the very first episode. That's amazing. So, uh, what is going on? He's also the best Samuel. at wishing everybody happy birthday. He knows everyone's birthday. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
All right, Lacey, this one's going to you. Uh, who do you think will play the X-Wing pilots who appeared alongside the Razor Crest in the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer? Hi, Samuel. Ooh. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for your question. I think this is a great question because I immediately was like, wait, I didn't even consider that because you just see that scene and it looks so cool because they're going through the clouds. Um, I think there's two options. <laughs> One is we don't know and we won't know. Um, kind of like the Squadrons trailer where they don't really show who the pilot is. They just kind of show that it's a person and it kind of makes you separate from good guy versus bad guy type thing. Um, but I mm-hmm. really like the option that they did in the first season where it was directors of the series. Um, so I really hope that they do that again. Like, it would be really funny to see uh, Dave Filoni again in the X-Wing. That would that's be cool. Yeah, nice. That would be fun. Um, what do you think the odds are of it being Luke Skywalker? Uh, not very high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the first like we see the X-Wing. People like, 100%. Yeah, people 100%. Like, is that R2? Is that R2 back there? The John um, Hoey, 100%. Yeah, 100, 100%. 110%. Um, all right, James, this one's to you from at ReaperGirl27. Uh, what would Cassian Andor have done if confronted uh, by Darth Vader? And what would have been the impact on A New Hope had Cassian and Jin survived, in your opinion? So, um, what would happen if Cassian Andor was confronted by Vader? Die. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. He would have killed him. Um, His cockiness I, would have gotten the best well, of him. Like if this was a, if this was a, hey, on Tuesday, you're going to go in a one-on-one match with Vader. And he's like, hmm, all right, I got to think of something to do. What would his strategy be? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine he's a pretty smart guy. He'd probably try to attack um, his, you know, electronics or something like that. Try to take him out that way. Um, but I mean, just generally in the story, like if Vader was, you know, on, uh, they they go to the bottom of the elevator. The elevator opens up. It's Vader. He just kill him. Yeah, it wouldn't be anything. Um, what would have been the impact on a new hope if Cassian and Jin had survived? Um, I imagine that uh, Jin probably would have been promoted to a commander, and I imagine that uh, Cassian would have also been promoted as well. However, they probably then would have been somewhat involved in the. Um, Battle of Yavin and I don't think either one of them would have flown starfighters out there so I don't know it's hard to say um maybe they would have been uh killed somewhere on Hoth or something I don't know Mm. or maybe they just get up real close with like Harrison Dula and just make it all the way through you know I don't know it's interesting to think about maybe maybe we should go back to one of those uh discussions where we play into like the what if game mm-hmm. i don't know all right like that's it that's what i got Reaper. i like Thanks. the one we did about padme or had she lived remember that was fun mm-hmm. um all right good answer um all right next one uh skywalker at dog skywalker uh said are ahsoka and maul a dyad uh no no they're not um I understand the connection and how they brought that really to a head in the uh, season, our series, uh, last season of uh, the Clone Wars. Um, but just, you know, from things you, you hear, uh, especially in the Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine saying uh, that we haven't seen in generations, that to me is way before 
uh, Clone Wars, um, maybe even before like High Republic. So, uh, and they would have put more focus on it. Uh, right now, that that connection is gone, done at that point. So, if you know dyads are supposed to be this really important thing in Star Wars, I don't think they would have breezed over it without talking about it in the show. Uh, they wouldn't have been like, oh, by the way, that whole thing, dyad, uh, just. Just so you know. So, no, I, I do not think Ahsoka and Maul were uh, a dyad in the Force. Um, but let me know what you think about Lacey, that. Lacey, do you? Maybe. No, absolutely not. Okay. You do, James? I was just curious. No, I, I don't. But I think <clears throat> one of the... Not to jump in on your thing How here. How dare you? I, I, I definitely think that one of the things here is that the dyad was also supposed to kind of represent something that most people put as romantic relationship i think that was kind of a rewrite of these two characters feel a connection to each other and they're drawn to each other and they can't explain why and a lot of people go well it's romance and then we find out they come up with an in-canon terminology for it it's a dyad it's a force power that's kind of pulling them together it's not necessarily right. it's romantic i think is what they were doing have been romantic correct yeah from yeah. a certain point of view well she kisses him. Had... You can't say it's not romantic. It Sorry. Was, uh, a kiss of gratitude, according to the canon novel. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, and JJ. And JJ. But anyway, anyway, the point is, is I, I definitely think they would have... You'd be seeing them feeling drawn yeah. to each other. And, and, they'd, yeah, and they, they would have put more of a focus that. on it, I think, yeah. Um, all right, last question real quick. Simple, easy peasy. From Will Beeman at Papa Star Wars. So uh, that's a funny name. Um, <laughs> who would win in a fight, Babu Frick or Salacious Crumb? Uh, let's go easy. with. Uh, well, James thinks it's easy. Lacey, what do you think? I think Will's George Lucas shirt would win in a fight against Babu Frick <laughs> and Salacious Crumb. All right. Um, All right. No, Babu easily. Babu Frick. Okay. Uh, James. Babu easily. Sa- uh, apparently, Salacious Crumb doesn't like z- zappy zaps. And I'm, Babu Frick would be able to do that he has, so like, easily. Weapons and stuff. Babu is like a genius. And we are yeah. going three for three because I agree. Yay, I Babu! Would, so. uh, Will, hey, Babu. let us know uh, what you think about our answers. Do you agree? And thank you to everyone for your questions. We appreciate them. Uh, keep sending them in. Uh, we love getting them. Uh, we need them. It makes the show better. So we appreciate it. So uh, tweet us, at, tweet at us at rbatswnn. Use hashtag Ask the Resistance. Send them in. We'll talk about them and talk about your handles and have a good time. So thank you all so much. Uh, but that does bring us to the end of the episode. So uh, again, as I said the top make sure you do subscribe to our show on your preferred platform we got a lot of content coming up the mando fan show is 11 days away uh we are so excited to get that uh going again um and also make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for your star wars news reviews editorials information and more we're going to be doing written reviews also of all the mandalorian episodes so uh always star wars newsnet especially when star wars news is really heating up uh teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast you can get our gear uh the virtual cantina <laughs> this is only available when the cantina is open so next time we do a cantina Make sure you get yours because it's a pretty good one. Uh, but as James is wearing one of our uh, hooded sweatshirts, we have awesome comfy hoodies. It's getting chilly out there. So grab yourself a TRB. It makes a little do happen. Whatever design we have, uh, they're they're very comfy. My wife takes mine all the time. So at this point, I don't even know if it's mine anymore. Um, and that's uh, pretty much that. So now for us, I'm John, Johnny Hoey on Twitter and uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, at Meyer Trunks on Twitter and Instagram. I went backwards today. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. 
Um, we touched on it before, but we're going to really get into it in more in depth about speculating. Uh, Speculation Nation coming up Thursday, all about what we think George Lucas's trilogy would have been like based on things we know in comparison to what we got. So we're going to have a fun time discussing that, but enjoy your weeks. And as always, we'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.